Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another 10 questions by your host, Ed the Pagan, in my continued quest of curiosity. Today, we're going to actually look at and enjoy um, 10 questions about Reverend Don's book of questions. What am I talking about? Uh, one of my best friends, Reverend Donald Lewis, who is an author, an artist, chancellor of the Crowley tradition, co-founder of Witch School and Magic TV, yeah, early voice in Pagans Tonight Radio in support of all of these projects in so many different ways. And he's done tons of stuff. But today, we're going to go through his latest book, the Reverend Don Lewis' book of questions, not just because I think it's an interesting, you know, another book of book for his, but this was a very new process, and I think it'll be very interesting to share it all. Welcome aboard, Don. Hello. And uh, so everybody's voice is always so distinctive. Can you tell us a little bit about, and the first question is, about how you've got such a distinctive voice? Well, I think that part of that you have to be born with, but but the actual development, I, I credit to our psychic development uh, exercises, particularly the ones that are associated with second and third degree, uh, which do a lot to open the throat chakra. And I, I would have to attribute a lot of the voice uh, to having performed those exercises at an early age, um, which, I mean... In developing the throat chakra, you naturally also develop the voice. The other part, of course, is practice. I've spent many years doing ritual, many years on radio, many years on video. And, um, you know, practice always improves everything. So between those two things, that is where I would say the voice comes from. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt anything that, um, you know, I've studied voice a little bit, not a great deal, but enough to... Um, to un- understand the importance of projecting from the diaphragm, et cetera. But I really would bring it back to the, to the psychic lessons. That was a great first answer. So here we are. Let me explain the show a little bit. Um, I'm going to ask 10 questions of all of the guests, and, and they'll usually be about a subject versus a wide range of things that they know. And so we're going to go on to question number two. So you mentioned all of this uh, idea of uh, – of magic and everything else and the practice of the throat chakra right away in our question. So people are asking mm-hmm. you, so you're a Wiccan high priest, but you're more than that. So you're, I guess, uh, the chancellor of the Wiccan tradition. What does that mean mm-hmm. to the average person? <laughs> I don't know if it means anything much to the average person, except that I have a great deal of experience doing what I do. Uh, I have been the first priest of the Karelian tradition for 42 years as of um, two days from now. Because although we, we credited it at uh, Candlemas, it was actually February 6th. Um, so coming up on a 42nd anniversary, which is which is both elating and, and shocking at the same time when you start thinking in terms of 40-year anniversaries. I, um, 
I'm an archpriest of the Corellian tradition. I'm also an archpriest of Isis through the Fellowship of Isis. Uh, I have uh, spent a lot of years doing this work. So although the titles don't really mean anything to the ordinary person, the experience, I would say, certainly does. And um, in the end, I think experience is always the most important thing. Anybody can have a title. It doesn't mean they know what they're doing. But their experience will tell you, and the results of their actions will tell you whether they know what they're doing. And I think that, um, you know, I've done, I've done a lot of things over the years, and I think that uh, they, I think they speak well for me and are more important than any particular title. And that's, I agree with you, and, and you've been so at it. So question number three, you were one of the earliest YouTube content producers. Uh, from the record, it seems like that you actually began a site uh, along with your co-hosts or your co-founders, as, um, as it is, uh, March 11th, 2005. But you actually really took charge and, and really started really finding our ground in February, right? It is the same sort of period of time in 2006 with YouTube. Can you talk about, yeah. you know, being there so early? Well, I've always been... Um a believer in the importance of video, uh, of, um, of, a- of actually having ourselves on film. I'm a great believer in the idea that you cannot complain about how people represent you unless you're also representing yourself. That as a community, we need to control our image. We need to get out the image that we want people to see. And we can't really be upset if they don't see us the way we see ourselves, if we've not shared with them how we see ourselves. And I think that video is a wonderful way to do that because it has a greater immediacy in my mind than audio. Although audio also has its own strengths because you can listen to audio in situations where uh, you could not necessarily watch video. So both are important, but for me, video is the thing because I'm a visual artist. And um, I, um, which rule was creating magic TV, as you say, before we took Magic TV to YouTube, we were attempting to develop basically the same platform, and we, we had some success with that. Uh, but we, we had um, still a couple of issues uh, to solve when YouTube came along, and we decided it was better to, um, well, you know, as they say, if you can't beat them, join them. And since they were already in the market, we figured uh, our chance following them in was not nearly as good as simply opening a YouTube channel. Uh, but Magic TV does predate uh, by quite a bit the actual YouTube channel people would see now. So when you see the dates on those early videos, uh, when they were put on YouTube, that is not when they were made. They were made one to two years previously. Um, in some cases, more than that, uh, because we had also been um, offering videos uh, on DVDs at that time. But uh, I believe that, um, that that video is very important to our future as a movement because it is a way of defining our image, of showing how we see ourselves. You know, I've heard so often in the pagan community people complaining about Hollywood, how Hollywood portrays them, although personally I think Hollywood has done pretty well by us um, when all is said and done. But, you know, if you don't like how you're being portrayed, you need to get out there and portray yourself. 
and that's what I've endeavored to do. That's what we've, uh, what, what I've tried to do as production head for Magic TV, and what we have both done through through many different formats. Um, if you uh, if you want to be seen in a certain light, you must show yourself in that light, or you really can't complain. Uh, if you're hiding under a barrel somewhere, you know people are going to think whatever they're going to think. But if you're right there where they can see you. Uh, they may or may not understand, but they have a lot more chance of understanding. And um, through Magic TV, we have put up all sorts of different um, programming. We have um, programming from events, programming of concerts. We have numerous full concerts on Magic TV from prominent pagan performers, such as Wendy Rule, for example, um, and many others. We have all sorts of interviews, including many with people who are no longer in this world, such as uh, Raymond Buckland uh, or Donald Michael Craig, who you can find in interviews on uh, Magic TV, uh, or the, uh, the, the most reverend, Honorable Olivia Robertson, who has several interviews on Magic TV, uh, which I think is a very important part of preserving our history. But also, many people now, uh, we have in interviews uh, on Magic TV or giving workshops that you can find on Magic TV. And uh, we also have uh, Reverend Don's Vlog uh, that began as a, a daily offering and continued more or less that way for 10 years. Today, today Reverend Don's daily Vlog is more like Reverend Don's When I Feel Like It Vlog, but it took many years to get to that point. Um, but I do still do it from time to time. And we have used Magic TV really to try to portray to the world who and what we are uh, as pagans, as Corellians, etc. And I think that, uh, that it is a very valuable record of our community through these last 20 years. And in some cases farther back, because some of those videos, um, again, came earlier than... Um, way earlier than Magic TV. So you're killing me. You're absolutely killing me because you're answering my questions ahead of time. So we're going to take this in there. <laughs> so question four, uh, so question four is Reverend Don's book of questions now just come out by Reverend Don yep. Lewis, and it's put out by Corellian Press. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a question. Uh, Corellian Press. And I know for a fact this was a very different process. We're going to go ahead and discuss it. So can you tell tell us where what do you mean by it's Reverend Don Book of Questions and where does that originate? Are you asking? Well, I, I was just mentioning Reverend Don's vlog. Reverend Don's vlog, although it, it it did address a number of different things, not only questions, but for the most part, uh, for ten years I was answering the questions of viewers. Still do sometimes, and. I became aware over time that although all of these questions had been answered and addressed, sometimes more than once, it was difficult for people to find them. So it occurred to me that it would be good to put them in a book. And plus, some people simply prefer books. But the thing was, in order to do that, all that video had to be transcribed. And that is a formidable task. At one point, I was trying to do it myself. I found it... um, too daunting to continue. Uh, what I ultimately did is I worked with Scoth Transcriptions uh, and Christy Copeland, 
uh, of Scoth transcriptions uh, to transcribe hundreds of V-logs. Uh, Reverend Don's book of questions, which has just come out, has 100 questions from the V-log, ranging through everything from ritual practice to UFOs to um, haunted dolls to uh, all sorts of different subjects. Uh, it's arranged uh, by subject according to chakras, um, with different chakras containing uh, different subject matter within the book. For example, um, in the section under the third eye, it's questions dealing with psychic practice and psychic awareness. Under the crown chakra, it's questions about deity. Um, under the root chakra, it, it's uh, practical matters of, of everyday activity in a magical life. So there are an awful lot of different questions in there. And I think it would... Um, it would keep anyone busy for a while reading it. And it also, like the vlog itself, it addresses questions that you might not think of. It certainly addressed questions I did not think of. Um, because, you know, when you're not the one asking the questions, you can get questions that would never have occurred to you because you weren't looking at it that way. And I found that the most important questions and actually, this is one of the questions addressed in the book. One of the, one, one, I found that the most important questions were often the ones that I would never have thought of and that might strike other people as flippant. Questions asked by people who either didn't have a lot of background or were coming from a very unusual angle, which allowed me to address subject matter uh, that... Uh, perhaps a person with more of a background would never have thought to ask about, but which was still very important. Um, and um, we have we have one viewer of the vlog in particular, Afterfove, who asked the most interesting questions. Uh, one of those questions was simply, "What time is it?" And uh, that question led into a discussion of the idea of the now moment or the chaos moment. Uh, but I won't tell you more about that because it's in the book. And you can get and the also book at Magic TV. And Magic TV. You can see all these answers in Magic TV. Um, but, um, and you can get the book from CorellianPublishing.com. Mm -hmm. Is that or correct? Or RevDonLewis.com. Right, and that was question number five. Is that correct? Go ahead and tell us where we can find the book. <laughs> Uh, you can find uh, this book and, and also m many other offerings at RevDonLewis.com. And that's um, just what it sounds like. And you can also find it at CorellianPublishing.com, along with, again, many other offerings. And I think that you can find it, um, let me check the core <laughs> store and just make sure that is there, but we also have the corestore.co mm -hmm. and under books. Um, let's see if it's there. And the uh, it's not there yet, but it will be. But uh, we, have, right. we have all these different places that you can find uh, my books and books by other Corellian authors. Um, 
But for for this book in particular, um, going to revdonlewis.com might be might be the easiest way to find it. Okay, Revdonlewis. And on that page, you will also find the Tarot of Hecate, uh, my hundred deck tarot uh, set, uh, the book that goes with it. Uh, the Great Women of Antiquity coloring book, which you can download if you like, and uh, print out the illustrations as many times as you wish, and uh, my mystery novel, Death on the Horizon of Joy, which are a few of the books that uh, that I have out. You're killing me. You just are absolutely killing me today. Um, okay, so... <laughs> well, after 30 years as a psychic, answering questions before they're asked is something that that I have a tendency to do. 40 years. So question number six is that you are, you decided to start establish um, your own publishing house. Can you talk about it? First, you, we, we were just, can you discuss about that? Uh, founding your church's you know, kind of well, publishing house instead of going with Llewellyn or some other group. Well, the first answer to that is I, I've done self-publishing since the 1980s. Um, and for the same reason, um, you know, if you're the publisher, you know, the book's going to be accepted. Um, it also gives you a, a lot more control, but in the modern era, because I have been published, um, by Llewellyn and, uh, I don't know, they might've liked this book, but I kind of feel that today self-publishing is the better way to go for, for most authors. Um, because it's a different market today. It works differently. Having a big publisher isn't necessarily that big a help. Um, and um, I just thought it was, was the, uh, the easier way to go. So we've brought out a number of things uh, through, self, through this sort of publishing. Uh, although, you know, at this point, you know, on one hand, it's self-publishing. On the other hand, we're our own publishing house. Um, and not only my works uh, we are publishing, but we're working on a wide range of things. Uh, so it really is a publishing house in its own right. Um, and you know, part of part of the inspiration for this came from listening to um, two of our good friends and favorite authors, uh, Ellen Dugan and Michelle Belanger, who were speaking about this subject and talking about how how um, rewarding it was. <laughs> Uh, to have direct control of your publishing and uh, how the market really has changed in terms of whether uh, you need to have that big publishing company behind you. So Corellian Publishing is a small publishing company at this point, I guess. It's the publishing arm of the church. Um, but um, it's it certainly is, um, I think, better better suited to today's market than going through a third party. So question number seven, let me go ahead and preface it. So technology always seems to be one of the things that you've been able to utilize. And in this one, you utilized it to take something very verbal and oral, which is your love of video, and have it Mm -hmm. condensed by a team of people into text, right, into book form, Mm -hmm. or almost book form. And then... You published it. Can you talk to us between the step between receiving that raw data that you um, that you hired uh, stuff um, 
translations do with Chris Copeland out there, and they're great. I would recommend them. I recommend them highly. Mm-hmm. I think they did a great job. But can you talk about once you got that to the time you published that about that transition? You mean from when I received the transcriptions? To what? Yeah, to the moment that you put them up for sale. <laughs> um, well, Scoth transcriptions transcribed pretty much all of my vlogs, um, and they did the preliminary organizing um, into volumes. So what I received from them uh, was. And large, largely ready to go, but being a perfectionist, I had to play with it, work with the formatting. And it was also important to go through and proofread the material uh, because although they're excellent at what they do, I have a tendency to use um, complicated language on occasion. And um, some of the people at Scope really? Transcriptions do not have English as their first language, and some of the idioms did not carry over. So I had to go through and look for that, but there really wasn't much. Uh, they did a very good job. And um, the proofreading took a lot longer than I expected, not because there was anything difficult about it, but because we had so much going on. Uh, we had um, festivals and psychic fairs and all kinds of things happening uh, during that time. So it did take, take me longer to be able to sit down and do it. Um, but the process of doing it, was so much easier than actually transcribing the videos. It was just a matter of your ordinary proofreading and and uh, formatting that you would do to bring a book to market. So and we put the life- book together in a question, in, in, basic, basically in um, a Dear Abby kind of format, which is what the video, what the vlogs used. But uh, we did introduce a standardized entry and exit, which was not necessarily always true in the vlogs because in the vlogs I would restate the um the person's question um or read it to the audience for want of a better way to put it uh whereas uh the question is separate in the book so there's that slight difference um and I I did find um I, I changed the order of a few things here and there, but there really, really was, um, it was, it was really basically just the proofreading and formatting. So using the transcription service was, was a great help. Uh, actually trying to transcribe those videos by myself was, was, uh, enough to make me greatly respect transcription services and transcribers. Absolutely. So, uh, question number eight comes in. Will Cult Rally and Publishing continue to do this type of uh, book design, not just for you, but for others? The Absolutely. idea of using transcri- transcription to create courses online and uh, books. Uh, yeah, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. It, it worked beautifully well, and it opens up um, another way of bringing, for example, courses to, to which school. Uh, the Seminary of the Corellian Tradition. It also offers um, ways of, of creating books uh, from video material because, you know, not everyone can sit down and write a book. Some people who are perfectly capable of giving a wonderful presentation or even a long-term class via video would be very hard-pressed to organize it into writing. 
but through using this format of transcription and uh, and formatting afterwards, um, those those uh, people can uh, be put into book form where previously it would have been very difficult, not impossible. Uh, I mean, the idea of creating a book from what was originally a video um, offering is certainly not new, uh, but in the past it was relatively rare, I think, and I think in the future it's going to be a lot more common. Some people really do like to read as opposed to listen and um, or watch. So I think I think that it will be uh, be much desired. Excellent. So question number nine. So I have this sort of rumor that you're working on a secret project called the Eternal Chancellor, an AI project <laughs> possibility, and that these book of questions Yes, we, we have been working on that. And, and question number 10. So you are you were, uh, an Oh, that's all, all we're going to talk about, the uh, Eternal Chancellor? I can't ask another question or I'll waste my questions. See, this is 10 questions. So I can't do follow-up okay. questions. Is this this new thing? So no, that's it. Um, question number 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, you're constantly producing content and uh, yeah. teachings and everything else. And you work with them. Um, yesterday we interviewed Lady Stephanie about where her, uh, her content is, where she saw it was going and everything else. So... I think one of the things I think that I, that everybody's wondering is there mm-hmm. an end plan? Is there like an end plan for this? Is there a purpose to all of this that you see why you're doing all of this? That 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 is an important question, mm-hmm. and the answer to the question is yes. Um, and it's the same the same vision that has guided me for these 40-odd years, uh, based on the words of the ancestors, some of which were understood at the time, some of which have revealed themselves over time. So in describing the idea of um, an end place, and of course no no, no living process ends while still a living process. So I think that... um, when I say an end, it's really really just the beginning of another phase. But yes, there 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 certainly is, uh, and it continues to reveal itself as we move forward. But if you were to ask me, for example, am I surprised at where we are? Uh, my answer is no, but I didn't necessarily understand how it was going to unfold. Um, the words of the ancestors' prophecy, if you would like to call it that, have definitely guided my life with a particular vision. And that vision has been breathtakingly accurate as it unfolded over the decades. Um, and therefore, yes, I do have an idea where we're going. And uh, the, the little bit of digital necromancy that we uh, just rushed over, um, the, uh, the ultimate necromancy, if you would, uh, is part of that, but not all of it. But a, a lot of it lies, um, in my view, in the further evolution of humanity, uh, the practice of conscious incarnation, which I think is going to expand itself beyond the relatively few who do it now, 
to being something anyone can learn and ultimately that will become second nature to everyone going forward. Um, but that's farther out in, in, uh, in where we're going. Uh, I believe that a lot of our purpose is to shape the, 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 the next age, um, which is currently in its beginning stages, in a much more spiritual and psychic way, although, you know, people are always people. But in terms of techniques and how we live, uh, I think that we'll find ourselves being far more, integrating far more of our spiritual selves into our physical lives. And ultimately, I believe these two things will be indistinguishable, but, but that um, um, is way far out. But um, what I would say ultimately to the question, is there an end point? only in the sense that it comes to a new beginning, but definitely places that it's going. Wow. That's very fascinating. So you've been listening to 10 questions about Reverend Don's book of questions. Uh, Reverend Don, thank you for being here. And share one more time with our people where they can get this fascinating tome. Uh, you can get it through revdonlewis.com. R-E-V-D-O-N-L-E-W-I-S dot com uh, or through CorellianPublishing.com. Or you can find it at Amazon. Yes, you can find it at Amazon. That's true. And so we've been finding through a fascinating book with with Reverend Don about how his book came to be. And what we've learned today is that there's absolutely a way for you, if you are not a strong writer but a strong speaker, to actually get a book published. And once again, we make a shout-out to Chris Copeland and Scott's uh, translation, which became an intricate part of our story today. And we took you from the past to the future, so 10 questions. I will be back soon with even more questions from you, all of you out there. Follow me at Ed the Pagan. Where? Ed the Pagan everywhere. And have a great day. Say good night, Don. Good night, Don. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.